Welcome back to This Our Daily Life. I am your host, Ashley Ann, and today we are going to be talking about a range of topics. But um, today I am entitling this one, Where Shall We Go? So uh, there's been a lot of things that have happened in our household over the past month. Uh, it just feels like this year has been one thing after another, um, you know, breakup, uh, hospital trip, and then now this month. So um, this month we had a uh, a kind of a, a scare about where we were going to move to and where we were going to go because basically we had uh, we live in a neighborhood that is beautiful but it's really like not for us at this moment um the neighborhood is one of those that have like the homeowners associations and they're very picky and uptight and just because of all the family stuff that we've had going on like everything is just a mess outside like there's there's you know we have rocks on the sides of our house and there's grass in the rocks and it's just it just it's and we have like mud it, it, like there's the side of the house right and we park a car there and it gets it, it's it's just dirt so it gets a lot of mud when it rains and it rains quite frequently especially during the springtime and uh it's just it we ha like we have offended our neighbors which we understand but at the same time it's like very very uptight and like it, it's just it's just not a good fit for us right now but um so we weren't sure whether we were going to get uh, our lease renewed or not and um so it for like the past two weeks it's been this whole thing of like where the heck do we move like do we try because some my sister was thinking about moving out with uh with a couple of friends um and then uh my youngest sister wanted us to move uh like uh, like to the like to the other side of the state to be with her um and like I'm kind of just up in the air because I'm I'm basically disabled so I have to kind of go where my family's gonna go and then I help take care of my mom anyway so it was just this whole like, where the heck do we go? And so um, pretty much like we were at this point where it's like, well, we could stay here and be totally at peace with that or we can move over there and be totally at peace with that. But we just need to know like what we're going to do. Um, so for literally two weeks, it was every day like, well, OK, we're weighing the options. What do we do? You know, and because we thought we really couldn't stay here. So I was already in my mind thinking about like, OK. Okay, here we go again. Okay, we gotta pack the boxes and blah, blah. We've moved a lot. Like, it, it almost feels like we've been a military family because we've moved a lot. Like, we were moving on an average of every four to five years for a while. And then uh, the longest place that we stayed at a house was for 10 years. And that was just, that was just, uh, that was the worst house ever. But anyway, so uh, we, uh, we, we had stayed there for 10 years and then we had moved to an apartment. My sister and I had moved out. We moved back into our... So, okay. We lived in this house for 10 years. My sister and I moved out. We moved out for nine months. In that meantime, my parents moved to an apartment. We moved out from our place back into my parents' apartment. And then from that apartment, we moved to here. Thank God. So that was all within the space of like, I don't know, maybe 
three years. That's a lot of moving. Um, so, you know, moving from one house to an apartment and then back to that apartment and then to here. That's a lot of moving. So just the thought of having to move again, I was like, oh my Lord. And I am, thank, thank God, I'm now a minimalist. So everything that I have, I can probably pack it up in about like four or five boxes and I'm done. But just, you know, thinking about, I just, I, I just, I think about the pots and pans and all the different things I have to pack. And, uh, I was like, well, Lord, you know, if that's what you want us to do, I'm, I'm ready to do that. But you know, just tell us what we need to do. So we had all been kind of praying about it. And then, you know, it's like, okay, we got to make a decision about, you know, where we're going to go. And then all of a sudden it was just kind of like it fell back into our laps again. And they said that we could renew the lease for this house. So we are going to be staying here for at least another year, which is nice. It's, it's very nice because we don't have to think about moving and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but the whole point of that, I guess, is just to say like, you know, we were at this crossroads where we really didn't know what the heck we were going to do. And you really, a lot of times you really don't know what you're going to do. You, you know, you, 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 you get to pick and choose like where you're going to go. You, you, like it could be good this way and it could be good that way. And, um, you just have to trust God in the moment about, I feel like I'm not articulating it very well, but you have to trust God in that moment of when you just have absolutely no idea what you're going to do and not stress out about it. I used to be very worried. I would worry and worry and worry about things. And I can honestly say now that I don't worry like, and, and people have the, the two extremes, right? So some people worry about absolutely everything that they're going to do. And then other people just don't do anything. And so they're like, well, the Lord will take care of it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to be able to be active in doing things, you know, look for a place to go or, you know, whatever. And there's also certain times where, you know, they're really, isn't anything for you to do and you really honestly just have to wait and God will drop something in your lap if you trust him but it's really about do you trust God in that moment in that time and you know and then be doing the things that you feel like he's asking you to do so maybe that's looking for a roommate or looking for a new house or looking for a job but but being like okay Lord I'm not going to stress out about this I am going to listen to you and I know that you're going to take care of me that might not look exactly the same, the way that I want it to, but I know you're not going to let me down. I know you're going to take care of me. And the Lord has never failed to take care of us, even though, you know, we've been through some really rough times. So, um, and that same week, um, my sister, um, almost lost her scholarship for college, um, uh, because she had put down the wrong amount. Well, basically, so what happened was she called us and said, I I lost my, you know, my school scholarship. And we were like, okay, so we don't know where we're moving. And our, apparently our sister lost her scholarship. So that means like she'll have to look for a job here or do we move there? And you look for a job there and you can stay over there because you don't like it over here. You know, just all this stuff was up in the air. And then it turns out that she had written down the wrong um, amount of money on her FAFSA. So it seemed like that we had more income than we actually did. So she gets to keep her scholarship, thank God. And that was just one of those things where it was like, you know, she was all tearful and everything. And my mom called her and she was on FaceTime. And she was just, you know, all quivered lipped and everything. And then I could see her really go, you know, I know I can trust God with this, you know, and it was so cool to like see her have that. And then all of a sudden she, you know, she's like, oh, I get to keep the scholarship anyway, you know, it doesn't always happen like that, but sometimes it does, you know. Um, so that was just really awesome to get to see her have that, uh, that faith. And the same, maybe one week before all this or the same week, I can't remember now cause it's all such a jumble. Um, my mom called me into, um, her bathroom and she was, she was like, I really, you know, we need to talk. And, you know, I was like, okay. And she just said, I really feel 
like um, I'm not going to be able to hold on for much longer. And I, I, you have to understand that my with my mom, I've I've been worried about her passing away probably since the time I was about like 11 or 12 because she had this illness that just totally knocked her down and um, she was in, basically bedridden for on and off for 18 years. And so during that time, I almost lost her probably like five or six times. Like there were times when I really felt like I, I'm coming home from school, I could find my mom dead and what do I, what do, I do, you know? Um, and she had really been holding on because of my brother, um, he wasn't graduated from high school yet and it's his graduating year. And, um, I'm sorry. Um, and so she said, you know, if it's, if it's time, then, then you need to let me go. And I said, you know, that's okay, mama. And mama, I know you watch these and it is okay. And I am, I'm, I do trust God with and everything. It's just, you know, like I told my mom, it's like, a trip that I don't get to go on, you know, cause she'll be in heaven and, um, and I just stay here. Um, but again, you know, this is something where you have to trust God to take care of you. And I've, you know, I've been my mom's caretaker for such a long time. That's been my job. My job was to keep her here. And, um, so to be able to say, you know, it's okay for you to go, especially because she's in so much pain. If she wasn't as, in as much pain, I wouldn't want her to, I really honestly wouldn't want her to go and I would fight and fight and fight, but she's in pain like so much of the time. And, um, so I said, you know, that's okay, mama, if you need to go. And, um, so that's been kind of a heavy thing that's been over me for the past couple weeks because it's just, you know, you, you play it out in your mind about what it'll be like. And then when it hits you, it really hits you. And I was, you know, I was talking with God in the car. It was so funny. And I was like, Lord, you know, can't I suffer in a way that I don't really care about? And then he's like, well, that wouldn't be suffering, would it? And I think it's so funny because, you know, we, it's like, we want suffering that sounds really good down on paper. Like, oh, you know whatever, you know, her car was damaged, but I really don't care about my car, you know what I mean? Like, or, you know, you know, what something happens that you really don't care about, you know, but then when something that you really like, when, when you're, when you're suffering it, you know, and it's, um, and either, you know, like it's, it's a trial or, you know, maybe Satan's just trying to, you know, play games with you and get you to not have faith in God or whatever, you know, it really hurts, you know, and like, all of this, all the bad stuff that happens in the world is because, you know, we decided that, uh, we didn't want God's way, you know, so restrictive and we wanted to do our own thing. And, you know, by doing that, we invited all this darkness in, you know, um, God had us in a, a safe little bubble, but he told us, you know, you can, you can invite the darkness in if you want to, uh, but it will result in pain and death. And that's what we have now, you know, um, but at the same time, I heard this thing on, I don't remember what it was. It was some, it was some YouTube thing that my mom showed me. And this guy was saying, you know, when you suffer, you are getting to experience a closeness with Jesus that you wouldn't have otherwise. Because when Jesus was on the cross, he was suffering emotionally. Oh, here, I gotta turn this back on.
<clears throat> he was suffering emotionally and physically and spiritually in a way that we really, really can't understand. And um, so, uh, but when you get to to share suffering, you get to share that closeness of what that was like. And it's it's not that God wants us to suffer, but he does want us to be close with him. And I think sometimes we think, oh, God doesn't have feelings. You know, like God's so big, how could he have feelings? But like our feelings come from the fact that God has feelings. And we're very small. So I can't even imagine like because God is so big, God's feelings are that much bigger. Um, so that's a very deep you know, it's a very deep concept. It's kind of hard to grasp as our little human minds around, but God does indeed have feelings and he, he loves us very, very much. And he's also, he, he wants us to, he wants us to understand the gravity and the weight of life. And he wants us to be close to him in a way that sometimes, you know, you know, you know who your good friends are when you're weeping and someone holds you. And that's a very close moment. And like when, and there's this verse in this verse kept, kept popping back into my head these past couple weeks but it says the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit and who wants to be brokenhearted or crushed in spirit but at the same time it's like when you are that brokenhearted and you are crushed in spirit god gets to hold you because you're totally broken and you you want that you want someone to be there for you and no human can be there for you in the way that god can be there for you because he's there in your in your spirit um you know we want to be held and sometimes it's like it almost feels like the hug just doesn't go deep enough and that's because we can't be held by anybody except for god in our spirit um, and I think when we get to heaven, we'll experience that a little bit more with like the people around us and we'll know each other really perfectly, but we, we can't know each other like that until heaven and God's the only one who will ever completely know us perfectly. So, um, it's not fun, but at the same time, like God gets to hold me in a way that, I, you know, if I was living a pleasant life, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have that need. I wouldn't be you know, if I'm not brokenhearted, I don't need to be held that way. And I'm someone who loves to love. Like I just, I love being in love. I love, I love love. <laughs> that's part of my personality. I think love is beautiful. And that's why I like tragedy too. Cause I'm like, oh, you know, the desperation of not having the love, you know, and I, and I love that. I love to love the love. <laughs> um, but God is the lover of our soul. And so you know, God knows what I really want. And it's not that I want to suffer, but I want to be loved. And God shows me that he loves me in a way that is very, very deep when I'm going through hardship. And people might say like, oh, you know, what? Like, so you're going to let God torment you so that you can feel love. That's terrible. You know, but the, but the, you know, God didn't make me suffer. Humans made me suffer because they chose not to follow God's way. And somebody at some point would have would have done that, you know, and really God just takes the broken parts and makes it something, you know, that's that's a little bit more bearable. And also he, you know, the, the suffering that I'm experiencing right now, it's kind of like, okay, will you take 10 minutes of, you know, like 10 minutes of a hard time so that you can have, you know, 10 years of a good time? You know, can you resist the, the, the chocolate, the one chocolate chip cookie for 10 minutes so that you can have, you know, like, you know, a whole box of cupcakes. That's a kind of a bad analogy. But anyway, you know, like, can you resist something now so that you can have something later? And, uh, or, or suffer a little bit now, like go, going through the Olympics. Yeah. Like, can you do your workout now so that you have a great time later? And, uh, you know, 
the vast, because I'm going to live forever. And so are you. Like, it depends on where you're going to go. I mean, you know, I, I want to be in heaven for forever. Um, but you're going to live forever. And I would rather take, you know, a, a like even a whole lifetime of suffering, because 80 years, if I live to be 80, is not very long compared to the rest of eternity, you know. So that's a very short amount of time in the in the span of things. Um, so it is time now for our song break. So I'm going to play a song that's just been kind of playing in my head for a while. Um, and it is called Asleep at the Bow by Michael Card. And Michael Card was someone I used to listen to when I would go to sleep when I was probably like three or four. This was, um, lullabies that my mom used to play for me. So without further ado, here is Asleep in the Bow by Michael Card. Sweet Jesus, you slipped through the storm in the bow. Through lightning, through thunder, you slumbered, but how? You totally trusted your Father, that's how. You slept through the storm in the bow. You slept through the storm in the bow. Simply fearless, a sleeper so sound That you could find rest with a storm all around Was it simple trust in your Father that made The dangers seem like a charade? Sweet Jesus, you slept through the storm in the bow Through lightning, through thunder, you slumbered, but how? You totally trusted your Father, that's how You slept through the storm in the bow You slept through the storm in the bow Sweet Jesus, the storms of this life rage and howl so sometimes for little ones sleep's disallowed Raise up now and speak that these storms may be gone And make my waves calm now from darkness till dawn You slept through the storm in the bow Through lightning, through thunder You slumbered, but how? You totally trusted your Father, that's how You slept through the storm in the bow You slept through the storm in the bow
And we're back. So um, thank you guys for listening to that song with me. I really, really have loved that one. Um, It just kind of spoke to me because just going through the whole storm, you know, and having that peace that Jesus had where he's just snoozing in the boat. It's just kind of amazing. So um, the the other couple things that I wanted to talk about were um, just some of the, the art stuff that I've been listening to lately. Um, and I did have a couple of verses for you guys because I, I was, I wanted to do this one in the first segment, but I, I spaced it. So the, um, the first, uh, verse that I have is Luke 12, 27 through 40. Um, and it, this is kind of talking about the whole idea of, well, where will we go and what will we do? And, you know, stressing about it. So it says, um, Consider the lilies how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If God, if then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field and tomorrow cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? And shall ye not, and shall, and seek ye not what sh- ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that you have the need of these things. But rather ye seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Um, so, oh, and then I'll, I'll read this part too. So sell that, sell that ye have and give alms, provide yourselves bags with, which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. So it was just saying like, don't, you know, don't store up the treasures here on earth. Um, and then it says for where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So if your treasure is in this world, that's where your heart's going to be. But if your treasure is in heaven, nobody can steal it or take it away from you. Um, and I wrote something on Twitter. Oh gosh, let's see if I can pull it up. Oh, it was a while ago. Hang on. But, um, basically it was just touching on this subject of, you know, okay, you heard us. So it says, wait, just you wait. The world will take the heart right out of you. That is when my heart is not in me, nor in this world. Well, where is it? Safe in the hands of the lover of my soul and the maker of my being outside of space and time where thieves can't steal. Because if you put your heart and your soul and your treasure in the world that you can't, that, you know, isn't seen by everyone, but is very real, um, then nobody can take it from you. You know, like my heart belongs to God, so nobody can really take it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Um, let's see. Other things that I've been grateful for. I, I applied to uh, a school uh, here and I'm really excited about it. The process for applying just went so smooth and people were so kind and I really feel like this is going to be a good thing. So and, and because I'm old and poor, uh, they will hopefully give me a lot of financial aid. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I've been listening to uh, left behind series. I will link it here in the podcast description, but I listened to all, what is it like 10 or 11 books? And they were just, oh, they're so good that I cried several times throughout the series. It was just really good. It was very good to listen to it during this time because it really anchored my mind on like it basically it's talking about after the rapture and you know, the suffering that people will be going through. And it's interesting because I, I went through this period because I've always, I've always like looked forward to Jesus coming. That, that was always a big thing when I was a kid. And I used to sit there and think like, could I suffer for Jesus? And like, you know, could I endure things? And um, 
because people have suffered for suffered for Christ for you know millennia that for a very long time um but uh but then I always looked forward to you know well if Jesus comes to get me that'd be just so awesome and um then I went through this phase where I'm like man I don't even think the rapture's real and like you know it's just a, st- a scare tactic and like we probably will be here for the tribulation like you've got to be ready and then I came to this you know kind of like this is where I'm at right now I really hope the rapture is real and if it is I'm looking forward to it if not I'm totally prepared to suffer for Jesus like I I love Jesus. I'm not going to deny him. And, you know, that's, that is where I'm at with that. But, um, I think that those who are looking for his appearing will probably go. And those who are not are probably not going to. So for me, I will be looking for his appearing and I will be very, very excited if he comes to get me. Um, and there is, my mom is always like, there's a crown for looking for his appearing. And there's this verse in, um, I looked this up. Where is it? It is, uh, 2 Timothy 4, uh, 6 through 8, and it says, um, for I am now ready to be, this is Paul, so for now, and he was in, uh, uh prison, for now I'm ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, so shall give at that day. And not to me only, but unto all of them that love his appearing. So those who love his appearing, though, will get a crown, which is really cool. So if you're a video game type person, you know, you think about like the, re- the you know, the, the prizes that you get at the end. And I want to get the crowns, you know. Um, so anyway, uh I've been listening to the Left Behind audiobooks. I've also been listening to, um, before I go to bed, I put my little eucalyptus oil in my diffuser and I listen to um, Ted Decker's, uh, there's a black, red, and white series. I've been going through black because that's the first one. I think you can kind of read them in any order if I remember correctly. That's what my friend said. Um, But black is technically the first one. And um, so I've been listening to that and it's really good. But I I fall asleep after like seven minutes. So I I have to keep rewinding it and listening to like the same little part over and over again so that I can understand where I am. So I will slowly, slowly get through that audiobook. But it's really good. Um, And then um, as to music, I have been listening to, let me pull this up. I've been listening to Amberlin a lot lately. There was um, a remix album called Vital Remixes, and I am totally in love with that album right now. I want to do some music videos off of that. Um, I, I've been listening to a little bit of Mumford and Sons, um, a YouTube channel uh, called In Love with a Ghost, which is kind of like just some chill hop. I've been revisiting The Age of Odds by Sufjan Stevens, which is just absolutely amazing, but it can be a little depressing, so I always make sure that I have some comedy or something to follow up with that. Um, For comedy, I've been listening to Jeannie Robertson. She spells her name G-E-A-N-N-E and then Robertson. Um, I love her. There's also Dry Bar Comedy, which is clean comedy that you can find on YouTube. Um, and let's see what else have I been listening to, uh, Marina and the Diamonds. She's got a brand new, um, album come uh, that came out, uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, a song that I love on there is there's enjoy your life, which I think is great. And then also soft to be strong is probably my favorite one on there. Um, orange trees is a great summer song too. That's on that album, but that came out a little while ago. Um, and then Michael Card, I've been listening to him again and, uh, Switchfoot's native tongue album has been also on the top of my list. Um, so those are just a few things that I've really been enjoying lately. 
Um, and then my next project is to kind of redecorate my room, get that all spiffied up. So that'll be on my YouTube channel on This Our Daily Life. Um, and I'm super excited about that. I'm gonna repaint in here. I'm gonna get some photos on the wall finally. Um, and I bought a little rug. And so that'll be super fun. So um, super excited for the next chapter in um this story of my life and um i thank you guys so much for listening and i hope that it's uplifted you in some way and um if you would like to share your story with me or just you know briefly like write something that you want prayer for or whatever that'd be great and um I will see you guys soon. And remember, we have, you know, we have one life, but we have every day to make it count. So make your daily life count. All right, guys, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye.